let me tell you a little bit about echelon if you've ever looked at exercise equipment it is nosebleed expensive especially if you get the snotty bike that rhymes with echelon um it is uh first of all i think it's uncomfortable yes i have ridden on one uh they're uncomfortable well, uncomfortable because they keep making you move your legs all the time that's exactly not a fair exactly criticism. right <laughs> anyway um if you are looking for a great exercise bike or any kind of exercise equipment echelon i want you to check out echelon they are the affordable way to get the workout equipment in the workout community and the instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home and it's affordable right now for a limited time you can get up to 800 dollars off of the retail price get this exclusive discount all you have to do is text beck to 8181 that's beck to 81881 do it now, Echelon, Echelon, text back 81881. Welcome to the program. Jim Cramer says we're in the strongest economy he's ever seen. Wow, I wonder what happened there. Also, the voice of a tornado survivor today. And what did Putin do when he hung up the phone with Joe Biden after talking about Ukraine? Actions speak louder than words. What did Putin do? We'll tell you in 60 seconds. The CEO of Goldman Sachs just said publicly that he expects to see lower returns on stocks for the next few years. Gee, sounds like uh, the old market's overinflated or a giant bubble, maybe. Maybe it's time to take some of the winnings off the table and move them into something more conservative, something that will protect that uh, asset of yours. Time-tested winner, as always, is precious metals. Gold and silver are where you want to be when the next crash comes, and it could be closer than you think. I invest in gold as a hedge against insanity and chaos, because in the end, that is something physical that you can hold in your hand that the world has always returned to. I know, I know, this time it's different, except that's what they say every time. Call Goldline this week to learn about how to diversify and protect a portion of your investment portfolio with precious metals. This week, Goldline is offering 6% in promotional metals in qualifying self-directed IRA acquisitions. So call and speak with an account executive right now. They're waiting for your call at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Hmm. CBS News Sunday morning uh, had First Lady Jill Biden uh, on. Uh, We we don't have the audio for you because nobody ever thought CBS, uh, you know, Sunday morning was important to tape. So I'm just going to give you the transcript. They had uh, Jill Biden on 
and uh, they they talked to her about the plummeting polls. And she said, you know, during the campaign, Joe made certain promises, things that he would do. And we're going through a pandemic, which no one would have anticipated. Wait a minute. Stu, help me out. During the campaign, Mm -hmm. Joe made certain promises, things that he would do. Mm -hmm. But we're going through a pandemic, which no one could have anticipated. Yeah, they're basically saying that, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic would not be something you could have foreseen in 2020 when the election was going on. But but the Uh, pandemic was going on in 2020 when the election was going on. Well, well, the COVID-21 pandemic. <laughs> You're right, okay. Not the COVID-19 is, pandemic, the COVID-21 pandemic. Okay. Which is... Which is, um, that's not what... Anyway, mm-hmm. so he came in and uh, he did his uh, American rescue plan, which rescued America. Has, has it rescued a... Because if this is your rescue, thank you, I'll stay in the lifeboat. Millions of families got money because they were desperate. We have vaccines for kids ages five and up that quite honestly, nobody wants. And now with the infrastructure plan, we're going to have better roads and better buildings. So we don't have asbestos and better drinking water. So the reporter Rita Braver said, so you figure once the public comprehends this, things will turn around. (laughs) I do. I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, You know. Uh, getting rid of asbestos, sure, important, but I don't see that on any poll. Really? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. You don't see that topping the list of no, all concerns? I don't. It is ahead of global warming, mm-hmm. so that's good. It is, <laughs> it is a higher concern than that, but that's about it. Right, right. Um, they also asked if she was, you know, worried about her, you know, husband's mental decline. He said, she said, I mean, this is ridiculous. Joe's on the phone every single minute of the day talking to governors who are calling him and Nancy Pelosi. That's why we're worried about it because he keeps calling the same people over and over again. It's like, Joe, we just talked five minutes ago. Do not remember that. He's on zoom. He's doing fundraisers. He's doing briefings. I mean, he doesn't stop from nine in the morning till 11 at night. Does anybody believe that? I was Look, just going to say that thing, same thing. No way. No way. I understand. You, the person that is your, we're talking about here is your husband, and you're going to say nice things about him, but no one believes that he's working from, what was it, 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. to 11, to 11 p.m. p.m. Nobody believes that. No way. Nobody believes that. Nope. On the phone the whole time, in meetings the whole time. Nope. Well, I mean, it's almost a worse case scenario for him like if he if this is him doing the work because i can't i mean like you want to give him a break maybe he's just really tired and he's going to bed at 5 p.m and he's not doing anything that's the better case scenario here you know i mean have you seen did you see the the pictures that came out of afghanistan over the weekend no the country is in full economic collapse of course it is now shockingly this incredibly talented economic crew of the taliban is not able to manage uh, their economy all that well but like people are starving forget the terrorism and the things that we expected going in this is also expected but a different uh, element here where the entire country has collapsed and we keep you know we we said this and I think it's correct in some ways, but a lot of people said, like, you know, we were there for 20 years and, and all of this was for nothing. You know, it really wasn't for nothing. I mean, the, the life no. of the of the people there was a lot better than when we got there in 2000. And there was a lot of people that, you know, a lot of women 
had freedom for the very first yeah. time. People who were born the day we went in experienced school. The women, the girls experienced school for the first time. Yeah, famously, obviously, when the Taliban was there, the female schooling rate was like literally zero percent. Right. Um, uh, but people forget that before the Taliban got there, it was like 20 percent. It wasn't like it wasn't a good situation when our last numbers before we left Afghanistan were, were the numbers were in the 80s, 80 percent of girls going to school. And that is going to crash back down again to close to zero in the middle of a complete economic collapse. And I think it's a fair argument for us to say there's probably many people in the audience making this point in, inside their heads that. It's not our job to micromanage their economy. It's not our job to make sure their kids go to school. It's not our job to make the life of Afghani citizens better. That's, and that's all fair. And I think true and from a policy perspective. Did not have to happen this way. Did not have to be complete and utter collapse immediately. Did not have to be turned over to uh, a group of people who have outwardly advocated for the death of women who don't follow all of their rules to a T for decades. Well, Did not have to happen like this. It also doesn't have to happen in our own United States. You know, they, mm. we brought in some of the uh, female governors from Afghanistan, and one of them is now speaking out and saying, I can't get the State Department to listen, but I came in and they have brought terrorists into America. I know I've seen them and you got to stop this. And mm. nobody is paying any attention. But that's probably because we're all celebrating about the economy. I don't know if you heard Jim Cramer, but he says this is the strongest economy he's ever seen. All right, first of all, to me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, the unemployment number? It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a Roaring Twenties style. Okay, first of all, Roaring Twenties didn't end well um, because it was all paper and, uh, and just all hype. That's why, uh, by the end of the Roaring Twenties. Wait, wait a minute. You've done show after show after show no, no. about the Roaring Twenties. At a- the end. It was all about hype. At the end, so you're not bashing got, Calvin Coolidge here. Are you? No, I'm not. Make sure we're no, not I'm going not. down that road. It started um, as as real economic recovery. It was real economic recovery, and by about the time of 1928, it started to get out of control. 27, 28, people were just caught up. You know, people invest in the stock market. Uh, Americans are different. They buy high, not low. You know what I mean? Yay. Uh, I know. We, we, when everybody's doing it, that's when we want it. Uh, and that's a, not a good trait for, you know, American investing for investing. Yeah. yeah. So by 1927, 28, the average person was starting to get into the stock market and they were, they were leveraging their homes and it had become insanity at the very end. So that's what I think we're in right now. If he wants to talk about the 1920s, First of all, it's the big guys that are all, you know, just roaring into the stock market. Um, everybody else, I don't think people are in the stock market right now to, um, to get thinking, I've got to mortgage my home to be able to get into the stock market because it's that good. 
it's all of the free money that is coming from the government to these big institutions that are investing in the market. Yeah, and I think like, look, there are some in economic indicators that are not terrible right now, but you have to put that in context, right? We've just dumped $8 trillion into this economy over the past two years. I mean, we anybody can buy short-term economic sugar, right? You can you can buy some of that. We're seeing the 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 already seeing the negatives of that though. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a workforce that doesn't want to work. We're seeing inflation that's going crazy. We're seeing housing markets so that people can't afford housing in the areas where they should be able to afford it. You know, we're seeing a supply chain disruptions. Um, all of this has to do with the events surrounding uh, this entire entire infusion of capital into the market, printing money, and. You know, yeah, you can get some, there are positive benefits anytime, you know, like if you want to have a stimulus plan plan where you're just going to pay everybody a million dollars, I mean, there'd probably be a a short time where that would seem like it was working really well. The problem is long term, what are the consequences? And we're already seeing them. We're seeing the negatives. We're seeing wages rise, yes, by about 4%. And then you see what prices are doing and the 4% doesn't feel that good to most people. Because yes, maybe their money has gone up slightly, and that's an it's a it's a, an economy wide number too. It's that doesn't mean that everybody is getting raises from, from day to day. They're not getting a raise uh, every month as inflation increases. They're just dealing with it. They're eating it. You know, they're 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 suffering under this. And while there are some economic indicators you can point to f- for hope, they've been doing that for a long time. Glenn, you know, they, this has been a long time pitch. This transitory pitch was based off Correct. of those. And uh, there's numbers. two there's two people in particular that, you know, were called by the White House and, hey, can you help us out? One of them was Jim Cramer. One of them was uh, Don Lemon. And both of those guys last week were all over the economy. It's fantastic. People are working. No, they're not. No, they're not. Jobs. Jobs are wanted everywhere. I'm not jobs. Uh, employees are wanted for jobs everywhere. And as Stu said, people aren't working when he says, look at the look at the demand and the supply. You know, we've got so much demand right now. Yeah, because the system is clogged. You know, how many people have been waiting for something for a very long time? The system is broken and you know these i'm i'm disappointed in in jim cramer i mean i think i like jim cramer i mean we've always, I do too. We've always, always liked him and, and look he he has a different take on the economy that's not the biggest deal in the world doesn't make him a bad guy obviously. yeah but he's but, come on but do you really think he believes that i don't know i mean i don't know i mean it, he he's a, you know jim has always been a pretty optimistic guy on the economy i would say so he may very well believe it um but i think that you know that doesn't Obviously, he would allow this as well. Uh, he has a lot of people who disagree with him on his show, and we have them on ours. I think you see a major difference of opinion here. I, 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 I hope he's right, man. Yeah, me I, too. I maybe maybe this is going to turn out all all right. But well, man, we, how many how many times has it occurred before? When's the last time an economy attempted something like this and it worked out? I don't remember it. Uh, I, I can't think of it worldwide. And let me give you this: these are all the same experts that said no. I mean, Joe Biden gave him warning, gave Putin all kinds of warning. He he laid down the law with Vladimir Putin, told him, "Don't you dare go into Ukraine." You've got far too many troops on the border. Uh, Let me just play this from ABC. This is the report from the weekend on what Vladimir Putin did after his uh, conference with Joe Biden. 
I mean, he is moving in those troops. After that call uh, with President Biden, they added more troops. They added mm. at least 10,000 more troops. So I... 10,000 10, more. more troops. This is going really well. Oh, it is. It is. Mm. So thank you very much. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. I want to remind you, you still live in a country where you're allowed to do business as you please. And now more than ever, it is important to support companies like Patriot Mobile who not only share our beliefs, but stand behind them with action. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they donate a portion of every single dollar to organizations that fight for causes that you and I care about. They use the same cell towers as the major major carriers, so you get the great uh, service from them. Uh, You get uh, plans to fit any budget. A 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional service, And as I said, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports the organizations that are fighting for our religious freedom, our constitutional rights, our right to free speech, the right to life and veteran issues, first responders, heroes. They support these people. The choice is clear. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972 Patriot. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. They have special discounts available now. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972 Patriot. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I... Spent some time with the president uh, over the weekend on Friday and Saturday, uh, did an interview with him. And I wanted to play um, a final cut from that interview uh, because he's he they've put a new book out uh, and it is it is really beautiful. All the pictures uh, of the four years in the in the White House. And I want you to listen to him discuss it and why it says a lot about him. Here it is. Before we leave, I know you're on a tight schedule. I think Melania was one of the best first ladies, Jackie O quality. Right. Um, she restored the White House garden. She didn't change it. She restored it to Jackie O and got slaughtered for so it. So beautiful, the job. So beautiful. The book that you guys are putting out, the coffee table right. book, A, I hope it has focused somewhat on her work that she did, yes. uh, and B, is... Did you do a coffee table picture book because there's another uh, four years that you're going to have to write to put it into a real biography of your presidential years? So we did a book which has been selling like hotcakes, 150,000 in the first two weeks. And and normally a book like that won't sell to the same extent, you know, because they're waiting for the other book where I talk about a lot of stories. But I write about certain photos. I did it really for a different reason. It's so sad, our country right now. I don't think we've ever been lower. And despite all of the witch hunts and the phony Russia, Russia, Russia impeachments, it was a beautiful time. We had the greatest economy in history. We then had the coronavirus come in, and then I rebuilt the economy. I really rebuilt it twice. The second time harder than the first. But we had the greatest economy, the greatest everything. It was a glamour pit. It was a beautiful period. Mm -hmm. And now I see what's happening with energy, with inflation, with the military, with these clowns. Uh, And I said, you know what, let's put out a book talking about how beautiful it was, because we're going to make it that way again. 
And it's people like you that really, you have done such an incredible job. You give people hope. It's so important because there I know. are not a lot of people that understand that word, hope. But you give people hope, and you have for a long time. And Thank I really commend you on it. So the, um, that was the feeling that I got in the entire time I spent with the president was hope. He is very hopeful. Uh, he is forward-looking. Uh, and he is going to respond to you. He, uh, you know, when, when you see this interview, it's it's made for the new year. Looking forward, what do we have to face? I asked him about the GOP. How are you going to do anything if you have the same kind of GOP in Congress and the Senate? Oh, he went off on a few people that needed to be replaced. Um, but uh, he he spoke about that. And he spoke about the the dedication uh, that is going to take in four years to really turn things around. Uh, that interview will air on Blaze TV next January. By the way, if you want to give Blaze TV as a gift to somebody, just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn 20. And I think you can get your 20% off on the Blaze subscription. And Glenn 20 is for all of the... Uh, all of the other things at uh, shop.theblaze.com. Sure. Blaze Media. Nice work. Shop.blazemedia.com. That's great. Glenbeckmerch.com will get you there. That's Thank you. Probably like the that. easier thing yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank gets you. all your stuff and uh, mm-hmm. access to everything mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from all the hosts at the at Blaze TV. So yeah. very cool thing for, you know, especially if you happen to be one of those people, know, have a conservative in your life. And you're thinking they need a good Christmas present. And then you're thinking, crap, like it's probably too late to get anything delivered at this point. Yeah. Uh, you can always just print out the uh, <laughs> print out the page of, of whatever shirt you're purchasing them and it'll be there eventually. Yeah. Eventually? Yeah. I don't know when it's coming coming in, but you'll at least give them something you can put in the car. I put this in the darn blaze and uh, wait, uh, supply chain. I didn't forget to us. order. I just don't blame it on us. We don't care. It's coming from China, though. Say it's Glenn's fault. Wait just a minute. Say, Glenn Beck, he well, screwed this second. whole thing up. He Wait screwed the order. And I, he's a bad guy. He's Thank a you. bad guy. Thank you. Thank you. Terrible Thank person you. in every way. All right. We can move on now. Uh, Horrible, awful. <laughs> we, he's just, we have somebody way, whose I think, voice I respect hmm. coming on in uh, just a second. <laughs> Wait. Stand, are you saying? Yes, I am. Okay. Stand by. is the Glenn Beck program. When it comes to spending money on your car, unfortunately, it doesn't just happen at the gas pump. This time of year, when the weather starts to turn from warm to cold, your car is the most vulnerable to breakdowns because machines don't like the cold. And if your warranty is expired, you could be on the hook for thousands of dollars, especially if the problem is a computer chip. That's why I have Car Shield, and you should too. Car Shield. They have coverage plans that can fit your budget and can save you a ton of money in covered repairs. From the time you break down until the time you get your car back, CarShield is there every step of the way. They'll work directly with the mechanic of your choice. They take care of things like roadside assistance and a rental car for yours to drive while yours is in the shop. And protection uh, all during the winter. It is CarShield. It's the best defense against costly repairs. Call CarShield now, carshield.com slash back. 
It's our website, carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. You can go over to glenbeckmerch.com and use the code GLEN20 to save 20% off those Christmas gifts. You can then blame on Glenn for not delivering on time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We welcome to the program in studio uh, Jedediah Bila, who is uh, the author of a book, Dear Hartley. Uh, she's also a former co-host on The View and uh, is, a, is a Blaze alum. That's correct. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be in the free state of Texas. It uh-huh. feels good. It feels different. You live in New York still. I do. New I York do. City New York New City. Yeah, I live what right outside Manhattan. I, I know. <laughs> well, my family's there, right? So yeah. I got out of Manhattan during COVID. Um, but it's it's time to leave. You know, I've said many times I have a child now. I have a son. He's two years old. And mm. I cannot fathom raising him in what has become of that city. You know, the crime is out of control when you walk around the city. I always say it feels like a city with no soul now. Everyone's oh, walking had around. A soul. It has, it's empty. It's vacant now, New York Ugh. City. There's a sense of everyone feels like they're afraid of each other. You know, you walk around being scared of everyone else. Everyone's masked. You need, you know, to show your uh, vax, you know, card to get in everywhere and anywhere. And it just feels, you know, New York used to be rebellious and edgy and artists used to flock there and creativity. And now it just seems dead inside. And, you know, mandates aside, I want my kid to be, courageous and free thinking and you know not it, that's that not there. the place for no, it anymore. not gonna get that I, I tell you we we moved away kids were probably six and eight maybe uh five and seven and uh tanya said uh i said why 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 this city has everything everything take them to the <laughs> met take them you know we live across the street from the park let you know, go to the park she said you take them to the park Mm-hmm. Saturday, you take him to the park. And so I said, I will, I will, I'll take him to the park. And I went and these, this group of three girls must've been about seven years old, mm-hmm. all under the young monkey bars, dropping their pants and taking a crap under the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. And the parents, I'm looking around like, where are the parents of these kids? And the parents, the, the women um, started were right next to me and they started laughing and one of them went you know Jilly, honey don't do that I've told you before and they're all laughing and I got the kids and I went back home and I said we're moving you were right mm-hmm. it's awful yeah and what you see now is you know you're seeing the pre Giuliani years reemerge where all of those safe neighborhoods and I, I tweet about this a lot because people who don't live in New York and don't know New York look at the crime and look at what's being said. And they said, well, maybe these are always bad. No, these are these were once safe neighborhoods and it's just bleeding out now. So mm. into the whole city. I mean, you see people shooting up on the street. I mean, it's it's outrageous, really. You know, when I walk around with my kid, because sometimes I'll still go into Manhattan for appointments and whatnot, I don't even want him around, you know, around there. I don't, I don't even want it, like even holding his hand. I'm like, I don't even want this for him. There's nothing left there. And I it's hope happening. it comes back. It's Look, happening. I hope it comes back, Glenn. I want to believe that people want that city to come back. At, but it, it, it depends on the people. And if the people there want to be want to act like zombies and sheep, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't think you're ever going to get them to stop. I mean, well, I mean, uh, Mayor Adams, right? He's right. coming in. He looks like he might 
uh, be- believe in some law and order. But you have cities like this all over the country. Last Friday, over I think it was a dozen cities. A dozen cities said they have broken their violence and homicide records of mm-hmm. all time. That's that's what, and they're all democratically run woke cities. Of course, all right? Yeah, but but the problem is, is that people. My concern is actually the people who flee cities like that because you flee those cities because you say, "I don't want this for myself. I don't want this for my family. This has gone crazy." What happens when they relocate, though? Do those people then move to the Austin, Texases of the world, to the Miamis, and then vote in the same types of people? Well, they are people? in Austin. Yeah, they well, are that's Austin. a huge problem. Because yeah. it, you ha- I mean, I don't know what to do to wake up people in this country to say, if you are fleeing something, do something different. Vote differently. Talk differently about issues. Something needs to change. Don't go there and ruin that city and make it into the city you just left. Do something better. I don't know why. I want to shake everyone. And I know I get crazy. You can already mm. see me getting no. animated. But really, it's a time to just reevaluate and look and say, maybe these are things that you once held dear, but it's not working. Look at what what's working. And if you have a family and you want them to feel safe and you want values to be protected, like prioritize those things and, and choose we, differently. We are truly in two different countries now. I never felt that about America, but we mm. are. I don't even understand the thinking of people with with um, uh, Rittenhouse, right. uh, what people said after the trial, watch the trial, um, mm-hmm. what, what happened with Jesse, uh, Jesse Smollett, you know, MSNBC didn't even report on that in primetime at all. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but I, but that creates two Americas, one where there are facts and one where there's this this fantasy fact. Yeah, you know, I talked a lot about media. I actually got into this business years ago. Um, I wasn't someone who grew up in a political family. Mm. I wasn't someone who worked in Washington, D.C. I didn't want to work in Washington, yeah, D.C. Yeah, me too. But I was interested because I watched Sarah Palin. I didn't know who she was at the time. And she came on the scene and she was immediately attacked. You know, you had media that landed in Wasilla, Alaska, and decided they were going to do oppo research on her. So I immediately said to myself, oh, I need to figure out what she's done right, because she's angered all the right people. So let's let's look at her record. That was my first inkling that, you know, the media was very powerful and very destructive. And that went on. I think the, the second moment I had where I said to myself, wow, this is insanity was the Kavanaugh trial, the Kavanaugh hearings. Yeah. When you saw what happened there? I mean, this guy, they were destroying him. There was no evidence that he had done any of these None. things. And they made a decision that mm-hmm. they were going to make this about politics. And the media gathered together and decided he was guilty. There was no evidence being presented. I mean, Christine Blasey Ford wasn't even, even the people that she said could corroborate her story weren't. Right. And I was sitting and saying, okay. And people walked away from that still believing that still he believing. was guilty. Same thing. The New York Justice Times Smollett, is doubling thing. down on right. the Russian collusion thing. That's right. It's There's no truth to that at all. There's no truth to that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, though. How do because... you survive that? How do those people in the end survive? Well, I think, I think that what you're saying about two countries, there are people who care about facts. They're all over the country and they're sprouting up, not in mainstream media outlets, but in alternative media outlets. Mm-hmm. That's why you see them in podcasting. Mm-hmm. You see them on Substack. You see them all over Twitter saying, mm-hmm. wait a second, I'm not affiliated with corporate media, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And more and more people are flocking to that. I think the problem arises 
that you have, you know, collusion here. You have big tech, which has a narrative. You have big media, which has a narrative. You have big politics right now, meaning Democrat politics. It's all the same narrative. And they've all all come together and decided we're going to make what's untrue true Mm -hmm. at all costs. So it takes citizen journalists. It takes it really takes a lot of effort to decide, wait a second, let me ask questions. It takes issues that affect you and your family. That's why I think with these vaccine mandates, people started to say, well, wait a second. This doesn't make sense. But it's hard. It's hard work. And I think those people regain their name because they go on shows like yours and they go on these podcasts and they get their voice out there and people start to say, I'm being manipulated by the media. This This is a game and I'm being played. So see the game or be played by the game. Would you agree that Joy Behar is the meanest woman alive? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny. I worked with her for a long time and she she was she was nice offset. I don't know. Did you have any experience personally with her? Oh, zero. Okay, so no, I I mean, I was on the show. Okay, but and she was vicious on and off. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. During the commercials. She would continue to dig at me. You're a really? despicable person. Really? <laughs> this is like, wow. So what I've discovered about people in general and left-wing media is that they like you if they think they can control you. And the second they realize yes. that you can't be pushed around or you're not yes. going to be a meme. You're not going to be the conservative who right. comes on and loves mandates. Right. Or the conservative who comes on and the reason you're invited on is because you hate, you're a never Trumper. Right. I mean, the guy could like, you know, have a conversation with Jesus and reveal something amazing <laughs> about, and no, you, you hate him anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's your, then you're right. welcome into the club, right. you know. But if you are not that and you're someone who, stands up, who stands firm, then you instantly become the enemy. And that's where the nastiness comes out. I think across the board, you know, I, I always remember whenever I would, you know, say something that someone on the left liked, I would be very hesitant to, you know, take that praise because yeah. I know what's, ha- I know right. where it's headed. And I you, know. Know, you know, what's what's horrible is we have created a situation to where a lot of people don't want to say good things about the other side because they know it will be taken by somebody and exploited. And so you, you, you can't, you can't even have conversations with people, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in open air because somebody will either hear it and say, you're a sellout or somebody else will hear it and say, you know, uh, uh, look, they're finally on our side. And it's like, I don't have a side. I have the truth. That's my side. So I think that's a, a really important point that you're making right now. And you use the word conversation. And that's something that has really ceased to exist in many circles. It's not. That's why I got into the business originally. I said, great, I want to have a conversation with people who see the world differently, who pe- with people who see the world similarly. Let's figure it out. Let's sit down and figure mm-hmm. it out. That is not the priority now. Now the priority is not having that conversation. It's you're either with me or you're against me. People don't listen. I mean, you couldn't even sit and, and, and do this, really. It's talking point driven. It's time constraints. It's Democrat, Republican, go fight. Oh, we got our clip. Great. End of story. It's, it's boring. And it's also useless. It is. So um, and even on shows like The View, which I did, you know, that used to be a space where I felt like diversity of thought even though it was just one seat, truthfully, that brought a different opinion, that one seat had a voice. And increasingly, I'm seeing that that's not the case. No, that it, it, it's, destroy, that's they destroy that seat. Destroy. I know. Them. 
I know, and it's sad to me because if the goal here is as a country to do better, then you have to you have to talk. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to sit. And you mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure, agree a lot on policy, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's stuff that we don't agree on. Of course, there is. Because we're thinking people, we're free thinking mm-hmm. people, which mm-hmm. also is a, a thing that has ceased to exist in media. But we could sit and have a conversation. That's that's really happening in very very few places. Is is this the first time you've been to the Blaze headquarters since yes. New York? Yes, I was. I, I've never been here at all, actually. Yeah. Um, and Frack, when I um, it's a little got different hired, than the little basement we had in New York. It's so cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm on. And it's funny. I grew up on a performing arts, uh, arts house. And my mom uh, taught acting. So I oh, walk wow. in here and I'm like, I feel like I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a really cool place. It's very cool. Really cool. Um, yeah. And I know you were trying to do that. Listen, we had real news back in the day. It was like Which 12 years ago. Was the best show I think the Blaze has ever produced, and smart, uh, so smart. I got smarter on so that show. Smart. Yeah, me I too. did. I got smarter me by too. being on that. It show. It was a brilliant, brilliant show. And it seems like everybody who was on that show went on to really big things after it. Yeah, like uh, I mean, they all left us to do it, obviously, <laughs> <Yeah>. which is <laughs> smart. Which is <laughs> but, great. I mean, <laughs> I love the fact that I can watch things and go, oh, yeah. Right. She started there. He started yeah. there. He started there. I just did a segment with Buck the other day, and we talk about it all the time. Um, and you had just left. I when I started at Real News, they were. I was like, "Oh, great! Where's Glenn?" And they were like, "Glenn's gone." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like "Hold up!" You were here setting yeah. up this, you know, yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. space. Yeah. Um, but it started. Real News was when I got in. I was like, "Okay, we're having a conversation," yeah. and I quickly realized in media that that's just not what's desired most no, of the time no. and and if you're a free thinking person you kind of don't know you're like where where do i fit you know well i hope that uh you decide to move down to texas and i hope we see more of you yes All sounds right. great jedediah bila uh, bila she is the author of dear hartley and uh she's formerly here at the blaze and also the view Back in a minute. First, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. These are must-haves, and you're kind of getting to the end of the shopping season here if you want them under the tree for the kids or the grandkids. If you have children or grandchildren, this is a must. The Tuttle Twins books, they will help your kids understand the free market. They'll help understand the foundations of our country. And I know it sounds, I don't know, I, I don't. I've always had a pushback on things that weren't, you know, Dr. Seuss, um, but that is literally nonsense. A lot of that, this, if we don't teach our kids the foundations and teach it to them young, it, they don't get it through osmosis and they will not get it anywhere else. They have curriculums for your kids, but they teach the principles of the market and freedom using stories and pictures and then just great stories uh, for your teenage kids. So from toddlers to teenagers, and quite honestly, I've read them. I've learned stuff from them as well. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 40% discount for the holiday. Get these books now. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 888-727. B-E-C-K. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you want to help those who are in the path of this horrible, horrible uh, tornado over the weekend, please go to mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. We are already on the ground with resources uh, for the, the people that need them. 
Um, also, uh, you can, of course, subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Um, tonight, I'm going to have Jim Garrity on the program, mm-hmm. a friend of ours for yeah, a yeah. long time, great political commentator and such. But I'm really excited to talk to him about this particular thing. He did an interview with Bob Costas recently. And if you remember Bob Costas, obviously he's a legendary broadcaster right, and all right. that. But then you, he also went down these roads where he did, I just remember him doing these hard left He did like commentaries. Guns, you know, we got to get guns, guns off the, yeah. Yeah, right? guns and, and the Washington Redskins, are, that name is yeah, bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I just remember being so annoyed with him and thinking he was just like a left activist. Well, apparently they went back and forth in email and Jim didn't believe it was Bob Costas at first. Uh, but Bob was like, we should talk about this because that's not who I am. And Bob comes out and he's, he basically is like, I'm not some far left woke activist. Like I am not that guy. And the reason why I kind of believe him is no far left activist ever argues that they're not a far left activist, <laughs> yes. right? They all take full right. responsibility for it. Um, and he went through and, and it's interesting, like the gun monologue, I remember hating at mm-hmm. the time thinking it was Me terrible. Too. Yeah. And he points out, you know who he quotes in that monologue? Uh, he's quotes an op-ed of the time. It was a sports issue around guns. He Don't quotes Jason Whitlock. Oh my gosh! Who now works at the Blaze? Oh my god! And I'm so I'm so confused as to whether we were wrong about Bob Costas maybe at that time, or if just the Overton window shifted so much on the left that now he's sane. This is the Glenn Beck program.